Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mullis and Pete podcast. Today this episode will be on the conveyancing process with Vernon from the residential property team at Mullis and Beak and Paris who is a conveyancing paralegal. So welcome both. Hello. Thank you. Hello Vernon. What is conveyancing? So conveyancing is transferring of land ownership from one person to another. We usually see this in everyday life as buying and selling a property. In terms of a property purchase, the conveyancing process starts when you make an offer on a property and it's accepted and it finishes when the purchase has been registered at the land registry. Thank you very much, Vernon. So, Paris, who does conveyancing? So, when you decide to buy or sell your house, you would have to instruct a solicitor or a licensed conveyancer or a conveyancing executive. Uh, whilst the notion of solicitor is... Um, quite um, straightforward and um, not all people are accustomed with uh, licensed conveyancers or conveyancing executives so I will just briefly explain <coughs> what these terms mean. Um, a licensed conveyancer must complete various assess- assessments and pass several exams before they qualify and they are being regulated by the Council of Licensed Conveyancers. Conveyancing executives would normally have several years experience in dealing with property transactions. However, before you decide on whom to instruct, you must ensure that the firm that you are going with is registered with the Council of Mortgage Lenders and and you must also ensure that they are on your lenders panel. Thank you very much, Paris. So, Vernon. Once your offer has been accepted on your chosen property, you need to instruct your chosen solicitor. What documents can I expect? Okay, so firstly your solicitor will ask for money on account for searches if you're purchasing. Uh, Paris will explain more about that shortly. But as you said, in terms of documents, you can expect to receive, receive from your solicitor at the outset a letter of engagement. So this is the terms of instructions to the solicitor. So it's important that you read through that thoroughly and several times. It will tell you who's responsible for the work, uh, what you have instructed, details about client care. Um, There's a lot more that I can go into detail about, but I think you need a separate podcast about that. Um, The second thing that you can expect is a client questionnaire. And that will ask you to provide as much information about the transaction as you can. Cool, great. Paris, what searches can I expect to pay for? Right, this depends on the property that you are buying and the area where we are buying. But in this instance, we'll just go for just a brief description of the basic searches that your solicitor will be expected to carry out. And we just point out that your solicitor will only be able to submit a request for searches once the contract is received. Now, based on the information in the contract and the plan provided, your solicitor will request a standard pack um, which would include some basic searches, um, an environmental search, drainage and water search and local authority search. Um, Now, the environmental search, um, this is normally a desktop search, to be honest, um, and it would report on the risk of flooding, ground stability, contaminate, contaminated land, um, 
energy and infrastructure, the drainage and water surge um, would reveal anything connected with the water system and location of public pipes and sewers. If there are any pipes running within the boundaries of your property, then this is a good moment for you to raise that inquiry with the seller solicitor. Um, the main surge, I would say, is the local authority surge. Um, this normally, if you go for the basic option, this would only surge against the property that you are purchasing. Um, it does not apply to the surrounding area. Um, what this search reveals are planning applications and building regulation approval for the property or if the property is in a conservation area, if the permitted development rights have been removed for the property, which means that even if you wanted to do a small extension, you would need to apply to the local authority for permission to do so. So Vernon, what else happens during the first stage? So um, during the first stage, if you buy in, <clears throat> then your solicitor would request the draft contract and the supporting documentation from the seller. So your solicitor will then investigate the title, so they'll look at the office copies, and then they would raise any inquiries that they think are necessary. And like Paris said, they'll apply for searches um, just to look at environment, uh, local area, and what's the other one? Environment, Sorry. local area. And drainage and water. And drainage and water, yeah. So inquiries, they make up a big part of the process. Um, inquiries um, will look at discrepancies in the title or plans inconsistencies in the documents, any rights of way, issues affected the issues affecting the title, and covenants affecting property use. Um, after this, the solicitor can then request for further information or documents. Um, also during the first stage, you will receive from the seller via your solicitors a copy of the property information form fittings and contents form and if the property is you're buying as a leasehold property a leasehold information form so these forms are completed by the sellers and they give quite a lot of information uh, for example about boundary responsibility uh, details of work that's been carried out and any guarantee of those works um, the fittings and contents form um, just tells you what's included in the property price um, and it gives you the opportunity to purchase certain items that the seller is willing to sell. Thank you, Vernon. So, Paris, what about surveys? Right, surveys are a very important uh, part of your purchase transaction. And I would um, remind you the phrase, with any purchase, buyer beware. Whilst the mortgage lender will carry out their own valuation of the property for which the buyer is paying, the buyer cannot rely on that. After all, as I've said before, this is a valuation of the property uh, and not a proper survey. Um, there are two options, two other options available for the buyer, and these are the home buyer's report and the building survey. These, um, especially if your property that you that you are buying is an older property, we do recommend 
um, any of these surveys as they would reveal any, any structural defects for the property. Uh, the survey report uh, will also reveal any works which need to be carried out and also whether these are urgent. At this stage, um, the buyer can also, um, as part of the inquiries process, can raise these, um, the, these with the seller and ask for a contribution towards the cost of the works if it's revealed that this is necessary. Thanks Paris. Once your solicitors receive your mortgage instructions, do we start getting ready for the exchange? What happens then? Well, once the solicitor has the mortgage instructions, um, they will need to check that the transaction is in compliance with the UK Finance Lenders Handbook and that they, ha that they have dealt with all of the lenders' requirements and conditions. Every mortgage offer comes with certain conditions noted. Once the inquiries have all been fully satisfied and all the searches um, are acceptable and have been reported on, then your solicitor will prepare a document which is called a report on contract. This report will contain all the details about the property you are purchasing, the findings and any areas of concern, and along with this report, you will receive some documents to sign. These would be the transfer deed, the contract, deed of covenant, if you're buying a leasehold property, um, and any other forms referring to um, membership for a management company. Um, this document is mostly you know, related to a leasehold transaction. Once all the documents are signed, then the solicitors would start discussing completion dates. Um, between exchange and completion, normally is, is the time when the buyer solicitor will have to request the lender's funds, uh, just so the, the, the mortgage funds are with the solicitor in good time for completion. Thank you again, Paris. So Vernon, what happens at the exchange stage? So on exchange of contracts, uh, the completion date should have been agreed and um, documented in the contract. Um, once the contracts are exchanged, it then becomes legally binding on both parties. So if you're buying, the solicitor will then request your mortgage advance from the lender. They normally request it a day before completion so that it's ready to go on the day. Um, after that, your solicitor will then work out a final invoice and statement which would take into account any money already paid on account and would include your solicitor's fee, stamp duty, land registry fee and balance of the purchase price. Paris, what about stamp duty land tax? So the monies for stamp duty land tax have to be collected by your solicitor before completion. On completion day, your solicitor has to submit the stamp duty land tax, settle the fee within a very strict time frame. Um, your solicitor is uh, not qualified to give advice on the stamp duty land tax for any unusual transactions and for anything like this you would have to seek 
the um, the advice of an accountant specialist. Thank you very much. Vernon, what about insurance? So before your solicitor can exchange, if you're purchasing, you need to make sure that you've made the necessary arrangements to insure the property. Um, normally this in, is in accordance with your lender, uh, lender's instructions and also your solicitors. Um, this is normally from the from the exchange of contracts. So your solicitor would ask you to get a draft policy ready uh, before exchange and then on exchange it would be activated. Thank you very much. Parish, your last question then. You must get clients that say, are we nearly there yet? Is it completion time? What happens then? Right, so once we get to the completion date, uh, I would say that this is normally the most uh, stressful day for both the seller and the buyer as they have quite a lot to deal with. But here we'll just briefly describe what happens in the solicitor's office. To start with, the, the buyer solicitors will send the completion monies to the seller solicitor. Once the seller solicitor receive the money into their account, they will call the buyer solicitors to confirm completion. They will then call the estate agent and authorize the release of keys. The money is due to the seller or to any mortgage uh, which is due to be redeemed on the day will be transferred on the day. That's great, thank you. Vernon, your last question then. What about after completion? Any hints and tips you can give us? Okay, so after completion, the seller's solicitors will send um, the title deeds to the solicitor and then will make the application to the land registry to register your ownership of the property and any mortgage that's to be secured against it. Um, there are some backlogs at the moment at the land registry. Paris, do you know how long it is? Is it months? Over months, six months. Okay. Um, so once registered, you're then sent a copy of the updated title and any deeds, and that's for your safekeeping. In terms of what to do after completion, uh, number one would be to get your affairs in order. So if you're buying and selling a home, it's sensible to review arrangements. For example, if you lose your job, become unwell. Um, so I would say that it's important to take financial advice, independent financial advice from an expert um, to try and protect um, you and your family. So it's quite important also to make a, a will if you haven't got one. Um, we do have one at uh, Wills and Probate Department at Mullison Peak. Um, I would say that number two is, after completion is to notify the service providers. So you'll receive details of the service providers in the forms completed by the sellers. So for example, um, the providers for water, gas, uh, electricity. Um, so when, once you move in, you should take your water take the meter readings when you move in and that will ensure that any bills sent to you are accurate accurate and prevent there from being a dispute at any later date thank you very much both for answering today's questions on the conveyancing process so thank you very much um, as always if you found this podcast episode helpful more videos are available on our website or you can call us today on 01708 78 4000